Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast, helping you win more sales and deliver awesome presentations. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Sales and Presentation Podcast brought to you by trevorleemedia.co.uk. I'm your host, Trevor Lee, and this is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to enhance their sales skills and techniques and become confident and effective presenters and speakers. In today's show, I'm going to share with you some thoughts and ideas around a term that's come up recently in a lot of the work I've been doing with startup and indeed established businesses. It's, they call it closing the deal. And what they're, what they're wanting to do is they want to try and work out how they can take what they believe is a high interest in their product or service into a sale. Very often they're telling me things don't happen. Customers think they're going, you know, they're showing a lot of interest in their product or service, but it doesn't turn into a sale for them. The customer doesn't go ahead with the purchase. So we are going to look at that in today's show. But before we begin, a reminder that you can invite me to your sales meeting or sales conference. At your meeting, I'll share ideas to help you grow sales. And at your conference, I'll be a thought-provoking and inspiring speaker. If you think your team might need some sales training as well, especially if you are a business that doesn't have a dedicated sales team, then my training program, Sell More, is fun, it's highly interactive, it's individually designed for your particular needs. I'd like to think that I'm not your normal sales trainer. So, interested in this? Well, just drop me a line to trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk and we'll get something organised. Okay, let's get on with today's show. So, closing the deal. <laughs> okay, what's that all about then? So, why do people who show a lot of interest in your product or service end up not buying it? Well, think about that in your own lives as buyers. What happens is, well, we, we get all excited, don't we, about something. We see it somewhere, we read about it, or we, or we talk to a salesperson about it. We get all excited about it. And then, of course, we, we go into this period of time where we're having second thoughts, um, we're thinking, oh, maybe it's a bit too expensive. I'm not sure I can justify that. Or indeed, we see something similar somewhere else and we think maybe that's a better way, you know, a better way of doing this, a better way of buying this. So how do we make sure that when all that happens, that there is momentum, if you like, in that idea that I want to buy your product or service, that that momentum is not lost? And I think momentum is the key word because sales to me is all about momentum. And if you think about it, you know, it's reckoned that nowadays 70% of people are doing all that research, making all their, you know, reading recommendations, making evaluations, deciding that yours is the product or service they want to buy before they actually come and talk to you about it. So what can we do about that? What can we make sh- what can we do to make sure that when I've made the effort to call you or email you or visit you but particularly call you or visit you that you don't lose my momentum. So let's have a think about some of the things that stop the momentum happening. First up and probably the most obvious one is that I'm excited, you know, I'm thinking, right, I want to do something here. I make a call to your company and 
two things happen. One is that you're not there. So I have to leave a message for you. And that's fine. But it, you know, it means that, you know, my momentum is beginning to wane. And by the time you call me back, then I might have lost some of that momentum, particularly if it takes you a long time to call me back. So, you know, don't forget, the moment I'm prepared to pick up the phone and ring you is the moment when I'm most interested in saying yes to your, uh, you know, your product or service. So if you can, make sure you answer my call because it could be really important to you on that basis. You don't answer the call, I'll probably leave you a message, but I'm also maybe going to then call somebody else. The second thing is if I do call you, make sure whoever answers the call in your business, if you're a, you know, if you're a one-man band and it goes to answer phone, well, you know, that may be what you have to do. But if you're a bigger business and you've got people answering the calls, make sure they know the sort of information that I might request. And I've had a couple of examples of this recently with people I've been working with. First up was um, I'm working with a, a garage, people who you know, offer services, but they also sell cars. And what happens is that um, they have a call recording system, um, which comes in through a third party. And we were listening to one or two of the calls and people would come on the call and say, oh, hello, um, I'd like to know if the scenic McGann, the blue one that I've seen on your website is still available. And then the person who takes the call is not in the sales department. And they go, oh, uh, I'm really not sure. Um, I'll have to go and ask the sales department. Let me just put you through. Let me see if I can get a hold of them. And then there's a, there's a delay on the phone. And all the while, I'm now, as a customer, losing the momentum of the idea that I want to buy this particular car. And then they come back to me, oh, I'm really sorry, that, um, I'm afraid there's no one in the sales department at the moment. Can I take your number and I'll get them to call you back? And the point is that, you know, do you, you know, is there not a way for the person who took the call to know whether that car's still available, to get some information, to ask the customer about it? And this is where, you know, in, in, in organizations where there's more than one person, you know, with, with departments, each department is really important that you have some working knowledge of each other and that you treat each customer as a really important person. You've got to nail that down. So that when I'm inquiring about that car, even though you're not the salesperson, you can give me some information such as, yes, it's still available. And yes, we are taking test drives. Would you like to come in and, and let me check the test drive diary? And here we go. The second one was when I was asked to do a little mystery call for a company that I'd worked with in a workshop. And um, and part of the, what I was asked to do was ask, you know, to get to ask them about the price of the of the service that they were offering. And so I made the call and, you know, explained that I was looking for their service. And I said to the uh, lady who took the call, I said, OK, so can you confirm what the price is, please? Now, I know and I was told that this is a fixed price so that, you know, she should have known that. And then she said, well, I'll better go and check with the boss. Now, that makes me think when I hear that sort of thing, if I'm a customer, that, OK, why have you got to go and check with the boss? This is a straightforward thing. This should be a fixed price. If you're going to have to go and check with the boss, are you making the price up as you go along? And while she was away checking with the boss, again, a little bit of my momentum was being lost. So it's really, really important that we don't lose momentum. But it does happen, doesn't it? It does happen. And another way that you can lose momentum with the customer is simply by not taking enough interest in them. You know, not being as enthusiastic or as energised about the idea of buying your product or service as they are. So think about how you're going to make sure that you keep that energy going, that enthusiasm going with them as well. I think another a momentum buster 
is when I get told, well, um, I'll tell you what, I'll get all the details together and I'll send you an email. <sighs> Emails just lose momentum in a sales situation. Lots of salespeople are, seem to want to just send an email. You know, they take the inquiry, but they just want to almost as feel as though they want to get the person off the phone. And for goodness sake, if someone's rung you, it's a brilliant opportunity. So ask lots of questions, find out exactly what it is they want. And then if you have to send an email, you're a long way down the road. What tends to happen is, oh, well, uh, yeah, we've got that product or service. Um, yeah, we could do that. Yes. Um, I tell you what, um, I'll send you an email with all the information about it. Ah, oh, you know. Emails just get lost, don't they? So don't send an email. Send something a bit more different to an email. Yeah, I don't know, send send a message, a text message or something. Send a little video even. But don't send me an email if you can help it with all the information because that's not going to be helpful in maintaining my momentum. So lots of things you can do there, ladies and gentlemen. Keep that momentum going to convert that interest into an actual sale. So my advice is if you think that you're not, you know, getting as many sales as, you know, as you as you want would like from the levels of interest that you're creating through your company, then you need to look at what's happening. You need to consider the barriers that you're putting up in front of customers and the way that the process worked in, in taking that call, you know, greeting a customer and getting the information back to them that they need. And of course, you know, within all this, there's there's always the chance that, you know, the customer may throw in an objection. You know, something that they say, oh, well, I'm not sure about that, or I think the price is too much. So again, that's all part of dealing with that and converting that and helping people take that forward. So if someone does say something that, you know, say, oh, well, I'm not really sure anymore, you know, I think that's far too expensive, you know, people often hide behind the price, then, you know, if that happens, you've got to deal with it there and then. There is no point in sidestepping it or parking it or coming back to it later. You've got to tackle that key objection whilst you can, whilst the customer's still thinking about it. It's often described as, you know, the elephant in the room, if you like. People sidestep around it. They try and avoid talking about it. But if someone does raise something and say, oh, this is far too, you know, this is too expensive for me, then, you know, don't just park it or give up on it even. Well, if that's the case, sorry, you better go somewhere else. <laughs> so... Ask them about it. Clarify the situation. Okay, so I'm interested to know. You say it's you say it's too expensive. Um, so how? What are you thinking? You know, in terms of what 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 price would you say is not expensive, or how much ex too expensive is it? Why did you you know why do you think it's too expensive? What are you really saying? But whatever you do, you know, don't get aggressive. Some salespeople, especially those on the phone, <laughs> I've found this when I've queried um, the cost of marketing services that people have been trying to sell me on behalf of my clients, and they get quite aggressive. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. and they, you know, and, well, that's not going to be helpful, is it? Because all you're doing now is putting me off using you. So I'm thinking, do I really want to work with this person? You know, and, and the impression you're giving as the as, as the salesperson is that you're just trying to get a sale. So have a nice, good clear conversation with somebody about why they've raised a particular objection what is their concern and handle it confidently and carefully but in all of this you know there's no excuse for not being ready for any of this because these things are going to come at you all the time in business so be prepared think about what are the most common things that people that stop people buying our product or service 
And then how are you going to deal with that? Because you may find things that really, really, you know, can be easily solved and that will make a big difference to your business. So if you're in, you know, if you are in sales and frankly, if you're in business, you are in sales, then, you know, look out for everything that you can do to help convert that interest into someone making a sale. Look very carefully at yourselves and do, if you can, some mystery shopping on your own business. That will reveal quite a lot about the process that people have to go through to buy your product or service. You may be surprised how many barriers you're putting in the way of potential customers. So that's it. I hope you found the tips and ideas in this podcast really useful and that they will help you grow your sales. Now, if you're new to this podcast, then please do hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you are a regular listener, it would be great if you could leave a review. That would be really awesome. Okay. Um, and if you'd like to come on the show, if you've got a top tip for you know how to grow sales, then and you'd like to share that on this show, then then drop me a line. Uh, send it to podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk and that's elderly for the lee bit what we'll do is we'll fix up an audio recording and that hopefully then can be part of a future show so you know get involved come on the show okay so uh, that is the end of another podcast ladies and gentlemen i'm your host trevor lee i'll be back next week with another episode of the sales and presentation podcast until then make sure you make the most of the sales and presenting opportunities that come your way Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media.